Welcome to each of you, and thank you for clicking play on this episode of Journey to the Stage with Brian Frazier. With nearly 4 million podcasts in existence, it's a huge challenge to get noticed and build an audience. And this is where you can, and any reviews you give go a long way in helping others find us. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, at JTTS Podcast. That's our handle. Or on YouTube, same thing. So just over two months ago, I got to see one of my favorite bands live, a band I've listened to for almost 40 years. The Scorpions came to town. I grabbed my tickets for my brother and my mom, who's also a huge Scorpions fan, honestly. Supporting Scorpions on their U.S. tour with Swedish rockers Thundermother. These ladies rocked the stage and sounded so good. I started listening to their new album, Black and Gold, and really, really dig their sound. So I reached out to their team and booked this chat. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the artist throne today, Thunder Mother founding member, guitarist, principal songwriter, Alipa Nassel. Alipa, thank you for joining me on Journey to the Stage. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So are, are you in Sweden right now? Uh, yes. I just arrived from Paris. And sorry for the noise in the background, but uh, that's how it is. Life is happening. <laughs> and you're, you're in the pub right now, right? Yeah, just go from Paris to the pub because I have some uh, musician friends from Norway I want to meet before I head home. Yeah. Well, this is the first. I like it. We're live in a pub. This is all right. I like it. <laughs> it's a really cool pub. It's uh, called uh, Garlic and Shots, and they actually are garlic uh, right in the beer. So you have to uh, make your loved one also drink the same beer because you'll smell for a week after. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is novel. I've not heard of that before. That's super cool. So what I'd like to do is is just dig into your own musical journey just for a little bit. And then we're going to talk about um, the band. We're going to play a couple cuts. We've got some good stuff ahead of us. So I know when I first started playing guitar, I was playing along with Sabbath and ACDC and trying to play along with Ozzy, but Randy Rhodes was pretty much over my head. When you started playing when you first picked up your guitar, who were you playing along with? I was uh, also playing uh, um, along with Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes. That's so funny. That was my first oh, nice. first go-to music, and I just bought all the albums. It was the same time as uh, the song Dreamer came out, and I bought that album yeah. in the supermarket in a little village. And I got uh, oh, yeah. I got caught, and I, I bought all the albums from Ozzy and. Uh, I also uh, tried to play Rage Against Machine, but that was a little bit too difficult for me at that time in my life. <laughs> I was like 14. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. We have we have similar influences then. Randy Rhodes is still one of my, my favorite guitar players. So for you, what, what was it that made you want to pick up a guitar in the first place? Uh, I was playing a Swedish uh, folk instrument called Nickelharpa, which uh, means key harp. It's a mix between violin and piano, a very oh. Swedish instrument, <laughs> very old. Yeah. And uh, I got pretty good, pretty fast. Like within two years, I, 
I played with some kind of professional musicians and got my first fee uh, playing at weddings and stuff. And I was like, around 12. So uh, wow. I felt a little bit limited uh, after two years, three years. So I swapped to, yeah. to guitar. Um, classical guitar at first and then when i started high school i got my first electric guitar and i just uh, played four hours a day for a year and then i was best in the school so that rest is history i kept on going <laughs> well that's great it just shows you that dedication and practice can get you where you want to be that that's super super cool do you still have your first electric guitar yeah i do i do it's a really <laughs> one but uh, i keep it <laughs> <laughs> I think we all started out on that guitar. I, I don't. I have mine, and it's ugly, and it sounds terrible. But it it was my first one, you know. Absolutely. You know, because it's a it's a big step to go from listening to other bands and playing along with them and learning those bar chords and power chords and everything. It's a big transition to go from that to starting to write. At one point, did you start writing music on your guitar? I, I tried to during high school and I did a few like really guitar based tracks like I did a blues with only tapping <laughs> I remember Van Halen style oh, yes. and I included some Satriani parts and I tried to wow. you know I just I was just into all these guitar legends uh, but I didn't know how to write lyrics and melodies at the time so that was later yeah. on uh, obviously but uh uh, I think since I was 16, I was uh, really into songwriting and I, we had a studio in my school because I went to like an artist college and I was the only girl among 90 guys playing electric guitar. It was really, wow. really hard to get in, but I did and I moved from home at 16 and then I literally spent every night in the studio until I graduated. You were like the queen amongst the princes. <laughs> <laughs> I also got a lot of uh, shit and you know, excuse my language, but uh, you know, as the only girl people see you, Oh yeah. You're, you just stand out just because of your gender somehow. Um, oh, for sure. So some teachers tr treat me differently, but um, you know, uh, I think it was a good lesson to to learn in the beginning that it's not easy uh, the industry is hard and i learned to stand up for myself very young well good for you and that shows in your playing which is i i think is super super cool so we're going to listen to a song from the new album in a minute but before we do tell us how thunder mother became a band i was a part in uh, different kinds of bands uh, i listened to all kinds of rock and roll and uh, not rock and roll, like metal, hard rock, reggae, soul. I was a little bit lost in who I was musically. I hadn't found my voice uh, and I was just playing yeah. in other bands. And I felt it um, frustrating and not able to do what I wanted because people uh, told me in other bands, chill out, take it easy, don't move so much and uh, you have to behave <laughs> on stage. Oh, and wow. uh, after getting fired uh, from the, all these bands and not succeeding uh, in the industry, I chose to start a band that I can decide whatever I want to do, I can do. And I find yeah. similar people that want to do what I do. So I started a Thunder Mother, but I was by myself and I moved to the capital of Sweden and tried to find the band members. And I walked around yeah. in the pubs, in the 
you know, try to go where I could mingle and make connections. And I told everybody uh, in the industry, I have a band called Thunder Mother, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I had none. <laughs> <laughs> you fake it till you make it, right? I did, yeah. And uh, look where I am now. I'm very proud of where, where I am now. Absolutely. And, and the band that uh, is currently uh, going and we've been up together now for six years. Uh, we're strong and we uh, we lasted very long and uh, we all do a great teamwork together and everyone is such good musicians and have the same vision as me. So I feel really blessed today to have such a good band. Yeah, well, you guys definitely sound so good. We're going to pause and we're going to listen to a song from uh, the album Black and Gold. This is Borrowed Time. This is Thunder Mother. You guys are going to love this song. Did I? 
What a great song. This song really shows the power of your vocalist, um, Guernica. Uh, she's got a, a great voice. It's got a great hook to it, great guitar lines. What can you tell us about this song, Borrowed Time? For many years, I wrote all the music by myself, uh, like three albums. And the last two albums, I opened up and said, everyone in the band can write songs. And it's just fun to be a team. And I changed my ways. Uh, I had some difficulties in the past with members. So I realized that to have fun, you need to involve everybody because that's a team. Right. So I was so proud of our drummer, Emily Johansson, when she wrote this song and they came to the band and presented it because it's just phenomenal. And it's very, you know, Scorpions-like. Uh, it was perfect it is. In, uh, <laughs> in every way. And I could not write anything like that. I'm more of a classic rocker, uh, more ACDC style, and she's more into Iron Maiden, stuff like that. But she did, and we, well, we did it our style. Yeah. Well, it's so funny you say that it sounds like the Scorpions, because it's literally on my... I kind of write out a script for things I want to talk about. One of the things I wrote here is this song sounds like it came off a of Scorpions album, which is so ironic, of course, because you guys toured with them. So, you know, speaking of the Scorpions, tell us how you were able to get on that tour with them. Cause that is, that is massive. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but that is huge to be able to tour like that with them. How did that happen? Well, uh, we always had this motto, we fight for rock and roll and we were touring even on the, in the pandemic, uh, we had a we did a shows for fifty people, and we really tried to stay active. And uh, yeah. when we got in the studio uh, to write songs together, we said, "What do we want in the future?" And we all agreed on we want to come to America, uh, North America, tour there, and we want to play arenas, <laughs> like a vision. Wow! Uh, so yeah. we just wrote songs that we thought would feet on arenas and whatever a little bit american influences and and then yeah. we released this album and a guy in la in caa called chris uh, reached out to us and said he heard the the songs and he wanted uh -huh. to sign us uh, to this american booking agency and when we saw what kind of bands they had we were shocked they had Scorpions, ACDC, Iron Maiden, and Beyonce. <laughs> oh, oh wow. <laughs> so uh, he put us on the tour with Scorpions. Uh, he just heard the music and we're really impressed. And we're the only new band they have signed in a very long time and the only Swedish band as well. So that's fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I can't even, I mean, those guys are icons. I mean, most people don't realize this, but they've been making music since 1965. That's 57 years. I know, right? That is unbelievable. And they still sound great, obviously, as, as you know. So what was it like for you and your bandmates to be playing these arenas to these huge crowds? Like this is, this is a rock and roll dream that you guys were living. What was that like for you to step out there with your girls and, and see this huge, you know, place just packed out with people. What's that like for you? We were uh, very nervous the first show because we never arena before. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so we uh, played, in, I think it was Quebec in Canada, the first show. And when we got closer and we saw this huge round arena, 
we like, oh my God, what have we got ourselves into? Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Why do we yeah, always push wow. the limit? <laughs> but uh, after a few gigs, um, it became a routine and uh, the nervousness faded and we did two and a half months with the Scorpions and we loved every second and also got to discover your country, uh, which was fantastic, I have to say. What nice people everywhere. Man, well, I loved seeing you guys. You guys rocked the place and I, I wasn't familiar with you. And then, man, you guys just blew the place up. And I was like, this is so, so good. And I, I, I'm hooked, man. I am totally hooked. Do you, do you have any um, funny stories from the road from that from that two and a half months touring the States with the Scorpions? I mean, uh, first of all, thank you. <laughs> we were so happy with the, with the crowd and we... We tried to, uh, you know, Scorpions were so nice to us. I just have to say that. We had no lights. Yeah. We had uh, no film crew. We had like one tour manager. I found him on Facebook and uh, in a Facebook group for American uh, backliners and tour managers. So he was the only guy we hired. And wow. Scorpions had more than 50 people in their crew, LED screens, LED screens, and film crew and everything. Uh, after the yeah. first show, without lights or nothing, they were like, you're good. So they started to like try the lights a little bit. They landed us a film guy. It ended up with that we had the same production, same volume as Scorpions the rest of the tour. They were so nice to us. Wow. So they did that with their crew and their gear for you Yeah, guys. we didn't have to pay for, for their work. They treated us like queens, and that's very rare that a support band gets such good lights and sound and video guys that you can put you on the LED screens. That doesn't happen. If you watch any band like ACDC and see their support acts, it's like no lights, bad sound, you know, everything to make the, he oh, the yeah. headliner better. But Scorpions... That's right. Yeah, they strip everything down for the supporting act. So when the big act comes on, quote unquote... It's so much better. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Yeah, and Scorpions were so kind of uh, humble and care. they also care for the audience, I think, because uh, they're not trying to make themselves better, but they try to give a full experience for the crowd with a good support act, with good lights from the beginning. And uh, in the return, we were so nice to them, and our singer, Garnica, said to the crowd in between every song, like, are you ready for the scorpions? Let let me hear it scream and yes, you're right. try, I remember. try to make them excited and pumped up for the headline. So I think we were a good team. Yeah. And in the middle of the tour, Klaus Meine, the singer in Scorpions, came to us and said, I love you girls. Do you want to come to us to Europe next spring and tour with us again? We were like, hell yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, so we're going to tour with them in Europe now in May 2023. That is awesome, Philippa. That is so great. What? How exciting. Were you ever able to to jam with either Michael or Matthias? Uh, no, I jammed with Mickey D. Uh, he came to our sound check a lot. <laughs> nice. And uh, played the drums with us and uh, hang out with us. And he was really caring of us and trying to make us feel happy and at home because he's also Swedish and uh, oh, he, really? he really wanted us to have a good time so he gave us a lot of attention and love which we're very, very grateful for 
But uh, in the last show yeah. in Vegas, um, they invited us up on uh, Rocky like a hurricane. And then I brought my guitar up and Mona brought her bass. And yeah, and Emily went up to play on the cymbals with her drumsticks and everything. So we were up there playing Rocky like a hurricane with, uh, with them. So that was, that was epic. And you smashed your guitar. No. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Wow, that's that's incredible. What an iconic song. I was in high school when that song came out. It shows you how old I am. But man, how fun that must have been. Were you just pinching yourself or what? Absolutely. And I was don't know what to do with myself. So I just left the stage when the song was over. But apparently Klaus <laughs> were standing there. Come out, girls. I was like, the last show, the, the bow to the audience, like, thank you. They wanted us to stand with them. I mean, how humble are they? Wow. Such a nice band. That is super cool. Yeah, all my respect. I'm, I'm going to look that up on, I'm sure that's on YouTube somewhere. I, I totally am going to check that out. That sounds like so much fun. So now your, your current lineup, you guys, you said you've been together for six years. Do you feel like you guys are, are gelling now? You're melding, you're a cohesive band? Because I know it's it's tough to keep a group of people together. But it sounds like you guys have hit a good spot. You're writing together. How, how are things going for you? Are you feel like you guys are in a good place now? Uh, I mean, uh, it's always tough being on the road for such a long time. Two and a half mu months. Yeah. It makes you a little bit crazy living in a bus. <laughs> so we are definitely in a good spot. But uh, we are from, not tomorrow, but from Saturday, we're going to have three weeks off. Uh, totally and I think we all need it um, before we gonna kick some ass in 2023 <laughs> well good for you that's good yeah you want some downtime to kind of recoup a little yeah, bit yeah we haven't had a vacation ever so I have to say that <laughs> you have earned it girl all of you guys have we're gonna listen to one more cut from the album we're gonna listen to the title track and this song just rocks it, it was in your obviously on your live set uh, your set list when I saw you in it, you guys just tore this up. So this is black and gold from the album by the same name from the pride of Sweden, Thunder Mother.
this is so well written. It's it's melodic. It's catchy. It's it's in your face. It makes you want to dance. It kind of makes you want to, to break some stuff up. Uh, I can hear some ACDC influence in there. Do I do I hear that correctly? A little bit ACDC. Oh yeah, for sure. There are something that is like a red line in everything we do. <laughs> Uh, after being in a guitar college and I had to play all these kinds of um, crazy music, I loved ACDC from the age of 24. I was pretty old and I just decided easy music is the best. Uh, and it's not so easy as you think to play easy music. You have to really think about what you're doing. Be tight, uh, listen to your bandmates. And I think we do a good job. Uh, not copying ACDC, but being like an ACDC infusion. No, I agree. A lot of your lead lines, I'm like, wow, that is very Angus Young, which is super cool. And this song sounds so good live. You guys just absolutely tore this song up live. It was a, it was a blast to hear. It sounds like I was going to ask you about what you've got booked for next year, but you, so you're going to be jumping back on the road with the Scorpions. Is it just going to be the two of you? Uh, I, yeah, it's going to be the two of us. We uh, we made a good team <laughs> uh, and yeah. we get along together. We are good friends. And in, the bet in between the shows with Scorpions, we are also going to do our own headline tour with Black and Gold. So we're going to do like full shows with 90 minutes of action in like smaller clubs and venues. So it's going to be a long tour in uh, may and june next year and then the festival season starts over in, uh, in europe and it's a lot of festivals let me tell you that and a lot of people coming so we are extremely busy next summer so we have uh, nothing to do now though until i think in april we're going uh, on our first first show and that's in a ski resort in north of sweden <laughs> Oh, fun. That's yeah, they're cool, closing huh? the ski, you know, the where they go with the skis. Uh, and that's the last day of the season. So it's going to be a mental, a massive hard rock, uh, like indoor festival with a lot of bands. So that's our next show. So we have lots of time to recoup that's and fun. write music. It's a good thing you're sitting in the pub. You've earned a pint and I hope you enjoy it. So let's talk about where people can hear you guys, support you guys. Um, obviously, you're on all the streaming services, right? Yes, we are. And your website, I'll put a link to the website in the podcast description so people could click on that. Do you guys sell merch and have physical copies of, of albums? Any, anything that we can help people define for sale? I mean, uh, we are a self-managed uh, band. We don't uh, want anyone to decide for us what to do. So everything we do is by ourselves. And we have a merch shop. Mm -hmm. It's shop.thundermother.com and everything goes straight to us and helps us, you know, bring rock to the people. Yes. And I always tell people it's so easy to stream. I get it. That does not support artists. If you want to support the artist, buy a CD, buy a t-shirt, go see a live show and then let them know how much you dig their music. Those are the things that keep a band excited, encouraged, and it puts it puts fuel in the in the van, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the industry in Sweden is going down. Places are closing down. So, like, people going out to see any rock band or support music is a good thing. So, thank you, everyone who's doing that. It's the way to do it. And, and there's nothing like seeing a band live. It's, it's people need to do it on the regular because it makes life so much better. Yep. 
Well, Philippa, it's been great hanging out with you today. I've loved chatting with you. I love the band and just really, really dig what you guys are doing. And so thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Brian. And we love you, everyone in America. And we can't wait to come back and meet all of you once again. And everyone who saw us knows that we are doing meet and greet after every show and want to shake hands, be friends with everybody. We are a people's band and the people are our fifth member. Well, if you come back to Fresno, I'll buy all of you a pint myself. Oh, sounds good. Cheers. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. If you love Thunder Mother like I do, share this episode with the rocker in your family, in your life, somebody who needs to hear some great music. Keep your bags packed and join us on our next Journey to the Stage. That's a wrap. Yeah.